Life without Appa, it's a horrible thing to have to face. The team and Aang are ticked off pretty bad by their current circumstances, but they better go before the sands take them. Toph and Sokka are red being difficult, but Katara can't bear any Mohavdis and says, Nah, maybe we should work together to get out of this alive. Hello, everybody. At last, it is time to discuss episode 31 of Avatar The Last Airbender. Nick Montagani here with Brendan Riley. Brendan, a spooky salutations to you on this Halloween. Ah. Sorry. I mean, that was too much, man. I thought some specter of. I don't remember what the specter is, no, was back. No. I'm going to go ahead and say you don't have to worry about the Spectre anymore. <laughs> Good. I think somebody did some kind of ritual that sent him to the afterlife he was so desperately craving. Oh, you know, good for him. It's good. Yeah, you know, he was he had some unfinished business and it seems like, uh, you know, somebody helped him realize, you know, you lived you lived a good life. You were a good man. And get the fuck out of here. Get out of Nick's apartment. You Leave me alone. You're making our <laughs> records not enjoyable <laughs> for anyone, really. Yeah. 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 Nope. It's Halloween. One mm -hmm. of them. One of them Halloweens. Huh? It's the good old scary time that we love mm -hmm. and 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 hate at the same time because it's so scary. It is. Uh, driving through my t small town is fucking impossible. That's the scariest part of all, because you're like, I, they really should have shut this road down if all these kids yeah. are going to be walking along it. Yeah, tons of kids just sprinting out from every corner. The parents are too busy holding a Yeti in their hand, and you know what's in the Yeti. <laughs> I actually was keeping track of how many people I saw pushing carriages, taking big swigs. Mm, having a hot chocolate? I think not. <laughs> or like a hot toddy. Uh, yeah, that's what I was going to say. A hot something. <laughs> You imagine walking around during trick or treat, drinking hot toddies out <laughs> of a yeti. Hot toddy. I'm not actually sure what a hot toddy is. That's just like whiskey and hot water. My sister drinks hot toddies, and I'm not entirely clear what they are either. <laughs> so maybe we're not the experts on this subject. No, I imagine though, if they're still around, people must like them. I was going to say they must be good, but people drink gin. So what the fuck do people know? <laughs> Not a damn thing, <laughs> but it's tradition, you know, you got to yeah. keep that, you got to keep the flame going. <laughs> uh, yeah, Brendan, it's, it's Halloween. I mean, this is going to come out a few days after Halloween. I feel like we really beefed it this year by not releasing a Halloween episode. Yeah, I was actually thinking that just today, though, before today, Same. didn't cross Same. my mind. Uh, Same. 
Today, though, I was like, oh, set. shit, Billy and Mandy was last year. That was a year ago already. I thought this was going to be like our new thing. Like, ah, oh, we do the Halloween episodes. We do the Christmas episodes. And then yep. we we nope. blew it on year two. We decided after nobody listened to the Christmas episode that we weren't oh, going to do it no, anymore. Don't do that. Don't do this to yourself. <laughs> hey, I listened to the Christmas episode. It was a episode, damn good and episode. Great. And you're all fucking up. I think it came out fantastic. I'll give you another shot this Christmas. Yeah, if I Although, want it. Maybe I shouldn't if we want to keep this podcast going. <laughs> we're doing we're doing Invader Zim again. Yeah, we'll do the, the same, same episode. episode. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> approach it from a different angle. Let's see if anybody cares this time. Someone will care. I'll care. We'll relate You'll it. Care. We'll relate it to Nazis less. And then people will like it. I don't know about the math on that one, Brendan. I think the more we lean into the Nazis, people actually, I don't know, in this crazy world of ours. Mm, maybe, maybe. Might be more interesting to people. We'll have to do know. both. We'll A-B test it this year. Mm, release two episodes and mm -hmm. then the winner is the one that will actually go out to the rest of the podcast feeds. Yeah. Fuck, I've worked in marketing for too long. Yeah. Yeah. Well, moving on from that. Uh, yeah, it's... Halloween mm -hmm. uh, here, I guess. So here's a little question for you, Brendan. If you were going to dress up as any Avatar The Last Airbender for Halloween, which one would it be? It would be Aang. And you know why. I mean, I'm looking at you right now. <laughs> you know exactly why. I think I'm everyone listening right now. knows why and they've never seen me. That's Most true. I've I've given people enough reason to understand why. <laughs> I mean, just look at our podcast art and figure out which one of us is Ang, and there's a reason why it just works so well. Yeah, it had to be. Would you get like the little robes? Get the staff? What, yep. You know, what are we thinking here? Uh, I would probably just go for the robes. I I don't know that I'd get a staff. Although okay. I am. I am one who uh, says I'm going to do a costume light and then buys every fucking possible thing. Go all out. Yeah. I have uh, a walking cane with an eight ball at the end of it because one time I went as Grunkle Stan from Gravity Falls. So I, I have. Don't... He's got a fez with like a Pac-Man on it. I have that. <laughs> he's got a cane. I have the cane. This is all lost on me, but I'm I have images in my mind and it's incredible. Yeah. I thought it was fun. That sounds like a fun one. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I didn't want to immediately launch into this discussion and say <laughs> you should be Aang because of the bald head. But, Brendan, you probably should be Aang because of the <laughs> You're bald Aang, head. and here's what I would pick. <laughs> <laughs> we'll skip over you. Nobody needs to hear it. <laughs> I guess if I was going to do it, I would want to be Zuko only because of the fun makeup you could do with the mm -hmm. eye. That would be fun. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. That's a fun Halloween challenge. And then people would look at you and the people who knew what you were trying to go for would be like, hell yeah, you nailed it. Yeah. I think uh, if you really wanted to throw a curveball, you'd go as Momo. Now, that is an interesting you drop idea. hints. You drop hints all month leading up to whatever party you're going to. You go, I got an avatar, the last airbender costume I'm working on. Mm -hmm. And then you show up as like Momo or Appa. I'm going to be a special little furry just guy. Fucking blow him away. <laughs> This little guy that you all know, he's part of the team, you know, maybe underappreciated, but be the uh, main character of Avatar, the last airbender, the ultimate hero who does save the day <laughs> in the finale. No spoilers, but we know who it's coming down to mm -hmm. in the end. They've been setting it up the whole time. 
My only concern with doing the Zuko costume is like, what do you do with the hair? Because I couldn't pull off the traditional Zuko hair with like the shaved head and little ponytail. But he's been long enough in like this kind of like crew cut kind of stage mm-hmm. we've got him in now that as long as I've got the eye makeup going, I think, you know, I'm in the ballpark enough. I imagine there. Yeah, there are enough like many faces of Zuko that you could sure. you could find something that would work for you. He's also these days, I feel like he's rocking like a little jumpsuit, too. So yeah. like, I wouldn't have to try too hard for yep. the outfit. Or you could like you could go crazy and be like future Zuko. Oh, yeah. you could keep the beard and just paint like a burn and then do the uh, do like some Fire Nation armor. That'd be kind of cool. That sounds kind of rad. Yeah. And give him give him like a Dragon Ball Z scanner because it's the future. Now, hold well, hold, wait, hold on a second. <laughs> what is Sokka's power level, I guess, is the question. I would say probably over 9,000. Probably. I was trying to think of what Yamcha's is, but I just don't care. <laughs> isn't, isn't what it needs to be to survive <laughs> and not find yourself in a little tiny hole in the ground. Mm-hmm. Poor Yamcha, we feel for you. Should I be Yamcha for next Halloween? No, that's... That's just a terrible idea. I think you should. I could go as Krillin. All right. So next year, look out for pictures on our Instagram of me as Yamcha, Brendan as Krillin. Again, the bald head. I could be Boo. Boo would be fun, too. You just got to get a little dingly dangly hanging off the top of your head. Yeah, that could be fun. That could be fun. But people might also think you're a Pikmin. I could. I would play into that. That's fine, though. That's not a problem. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Whatever, man. (laughs) <laughs> whatever whatever you need to be, me to be, uh, next Halloween will be a truly special <laughs> one for us all. Just like this episode is a truly special one that we should discuss right now. Yeah. Yep, 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 yep. Episode 31 of Avatar The Last Airbender, titled The Dessert. Ooh, yum, yum. Yum, 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 yum. We're going to eat this episode right down. Tastes like mud. It does, it does taste like, or at least it used to taste like mud. Yeah, now it just tastes like sand. So, it's not, although, I, you know, I don't know, is that preferable? I have a question about that line. What's better? <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess if I was dying in a desert, I would probably prefer the mud. I would probably prefer, because I'm specifically craving water so bad, mm-hmm. but... Well, these are discussions to be had as we get into this episode. <laughs> no, it's not the dessert. It's the desert. Oh, yum, yum. Fooled you. <laughs> yum, yum, yum. No, we'll, eat this, <laughs> we'll eat the sand right down. It's going to be better. very hot and tasty. The grit. It's good for your teeth. It cleans them right out. It's good for the soul, too. Yeah. The desert, July 14th, 2006. Previously on Avatar, Brendan, there's lots of things that we need to catch up on before we get into this episode. Yeah. Let's run through the list. Yeah, like what? So we know Zuko and Iroh remain on the run from the Fire Nation. That's a given. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's been a little bit since we've kind of touched on that, but they're still out there doing their thing. Yeah, hanging out, catching lightning. They're trying to, at least. Riding the lightning. Always doing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, we know that Toph originally joined Team Avatar when she ran away from home 
and her dad hired these two dudes to go and catch her. Yeah, he called them up. He said, are you a bad enough dude to chase down my blind daughter? <laughs> to get my blind daughter. <laughs> uh, most importantly, though, we know that in the last episode, the gang was exploring a underground library in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. But while they were doing this, some sandbenders rolled up on their location and they stole Appa. <gasps> just took the guy away. They just took him. They picked him up. They said, you're coming with us. And Appa said, OK, if I have to. <laughs> sure. You're my new friends now. <laughs> Not a loyal guy. Appa. No, yes. no, easily bought. <laughs> yeah. It's, what have you done for me lately? <laughs> He's always asking, and we're always asking what's going to happen in this episode, so let's talk about let's it. Let's find out. Also, hold on real quick. Did they refer to them as sandbenders in the last episode at all? They did refer to them as sandbenders. Okay. At least Professor Zay referred to them as sandbenders. Okay, because they, they said it in this one, and I caught it in this one, mm. and that just sent me down another rabbit hole of, oh, is Brennan, that we, we different about this. from earthbending? No, 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 no. We kind of had these kind of <laughs> discussions last week. We, we kind of problems, did, but, but we're, di we're differentiating them with language now in the show. I guess we were before, and I don't know. I don't like it. We're, Are you going to be okay? Slippery dune right now. <laughs> and it's it's only getting slipperier. Uh, it's going to be, be fine. fine. Yeah. It's going to be fine. Just, I'm not happy about it. Would it make you happy to know that we... Make some progress on a bending question you and me have yes. had for so, so long on this show. I was very excited when that happened. <laughs> I actually don't know that we make any progress. You know what? We'll talk about this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Let's, we'll get to it. We, we learned one aspect of it, at least. <laughs> uh, we start with the team standing in the desert sands, and everyone kind of has the posture of like, well, what do we do now? Mm-hmm. Everyone standing around like this episode was animated by the good animators. <laughs> they they brought him back out for a special yeah. one. <laughs> Come on out, guys. We need you to really knock it out of the park. This is a real moody one. We're going to need you. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some stuff to look at. Uh, it's fair to say that Aang is a little upset right now. <laughs> He's right pissed off. <laughs> He's not in a good headspace, I would say. I've never seen him so... Mad. Thank you. Thank you for taming yourself there. <laughs> uh, he blames Toph for not saving Appa. And Toph's like, well, I saved your asses from that sinking library. Yeah, which is true. Score one, Toph. Aang cuts her off and shouts right in her face. He says, you never liked Appa and basically insinuates that this was like part of her plan all along was to find a chance to get rid of him. It's all, it's all coming together for Toph. And Toph's like, no, no, I never would. And then she turns around and rubs her hands together. He <laughs> <laughs> counts her money. <laughs> yeah, right. Toph, where'd you get that? Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, Katara's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Slow down. We're all just trying to survive out here, Aang. Mm -hmm. uh, but Aang accuses everybody of only thinking about themselves. And then he flies off to go search for Appa. Uh, Katara, meanwhile, makes the grim observation that they are the only ones who know 
about the eclipse that we learned about during the last episode in the library. Mm-hmm. AKA, let's not die out here or the war is 100% over. Yeah, all of it was for nothing. Let's please get this information into the hands of somebody important <laughs> and not become skeletons in the desert with only us retaining those memories. Yeah. So they're going to make an effort. They start walking through the desert to God knows where. Mm-hmm. Elsewhere, Zuko and Iroh are riding atop their trusty ostrich horse. Mm-hmm. Which looks much cooler than it ever has before. It's looking damn good these days. It's got like days. a fucking dragon face. Mm-hmm. It used to just have like a beak. Now it's fucking detailed. It's gone. It's it's seen some shit. It's it used to be an ostrich <laughs> horse. Now it's an ostrich horse man. <laughs> it's as moody as Zuko. <laughs> yeah, he's learned learned a few lessons, but the wrong lessons. <laughs> well, like father, like son. Yeah. So, um, Iro is still in a lot of pain from the injuries he got in their last encounter with Azula. And Zuko's like, well, we can stop if you need to. And Iroh's like, no, no, don't worry about me. I'm going to be fine. Mm-hmm. And he starts wailing like a zombie on the back of this thing. He's like, whoa. He's, he's doing it on purpose, right? Yeah, 1,000%. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> um, I, I'm, a, I'm a confused about this scene because he's clearly doing it on purpose. And then what's about to happen happens. And they're like, oh, how would you not know? Did he know? Was he trying to get Zuko to stop so they can have this? upcoming confrontation i mean it's <laughs> he was clearly trying to get him to stop whether or not he knew what was coming for them hard to say but yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just a weird <laughs> it's not like out of character for iroh but i like i want to think there was more to it than what he's like letting on that's true it the more time we spend with iroh there's always we keep we just keep peeling back the layers on this mm-hmm. man we're going to get even more of them in this episode. Yeah, we are. <laughs> so I can understand that if he does something, you're sitting there being like, well, what's really going yeah, on? Yeah, what's he what's he up to? <laughs> what, are you, what is this game, old man? <laughs> uh, they do stop to rest, but into the scene bursts those rough rhinos that we last saw on Avatar Day. Hell yeah. The rough rhinos are back, Brendan. Uh. Iroh recognizes these guys and refers to their leader as Colonel Monkey. Yeah, Colonel Monkey. Which is what, yeah, what Shrek would describe a monkey as being. (laughs) A monkey. It's my worst joke I've ever made. (laughs) Actually, probably the best joke I've ever made. I'm glad you were here to see it. Um, They're here for the fugitives, and we get this dopey shot of each of the rough rhino guys like readying their different specialty weapons it's Mm -hmm. corny but it's. i love when gangs all have their own fun weapons this is what i do and i'm gonna show you for a second i'm the bow guy (laughs) even iroh has to like explain it to us he's like oh (laughs) they each have their thing yeah no shit iroh we know (laughs) we can see that They're going for a thing. You don't have to spell it out to us. Is Zuko that dumb? (laughs) He's explaining it to the horse. I don't understand, Uncle. I thought they would all fight in the same way. No. 
<laughs> they're, they're all special in their own unique way. What makes them stronger as a team is their differences. <laughs> Elzuka would never <laughs> glom onto that lesson. That would go right over his precious little head. <laughs> um, Zuko's like, hey, you know these guys? And Iroh's like, yeah, I know them so well that I know that they're an accomplished singing group. Yeah! I was very excited about that. We gotta see these guys singing at some point on this show, huh? Now that they've set it up, it has to happen. They gotta pay that off. Mm -hmm. I genuinely don't remember whether or not they do, Brendan, so like, I'm praying that we see these guys singing at some point. Is it just a bit... Because they're named after the Rough Riders, like the like the rap group. I, 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 I'm going to be honest with you. I highly doubt it. I highly doubt they had that in mind. I don't, I don't know. know that they're named after the, well, Rough, the Rough Riders. Riders were, were, the Rough Riders, even before that, were a thing. But I think of DMX. And I want them to be referencing that. We're all thinking of DMX in these trying times. Yeah. If only he was still here to shepherd us towards a brighter future, but... Pour one out. We had we have to let him go. So, I was going to pick up my water bottle and dump it on the carpet, but there's no reason for that. <laughs> pour, pour one out for your homie. Who can't be uh, with us. It's, <laughs> the thought is really all that matters. Yeah, and I'll drink some instead. Yum, yum. He would have loved that. Mm-hmm. The fight starts and one of the rough rhinos launches a ball and chain at Iroh and his pain is like entirely gone. He's like in the fight. He's totally fine. Yeah, that's what I mean. This was calculated. Everything he does. Yeah, he's he's 10 steps ahead of everyone else. Mm -hmm. He kicks that ball out of the air and wraps it around another rhino's legs and then gives that rhino a nice smack on the keister, sending it running. Uh, taking both of them out at once, and they make pretty quick work of the other fighters, and then they run off on the back of the ostrich horse. Yeah. Uh, real quick, uh, why would, if you were a firebender, and you're shooting flaming arrows, yep. why would you have a bow made of wood? So, I've never understood this about flaming arrows just in general. Mm -hmm. Because... I feel like most bows are made of wood. Yeah. They don't except for in this modern world where they're like composite materials, stuff like that. Yeah. I mean, but they could do one out of like metal. They've got metal. Sure. Yeah. They could do one out of like bone that doesn't burn as easily. And like a flaming arrow is typically like an arrow with something wrapped like a torch, essentially. Sure. Uh, this this guy has like a little flame starter, like a flamethrower on the bow. And when he, he knocks the arrow, that lights the arrow for him. But that's pretty cool. Which is cool. But Zuko shoots a tiny little fireball straight through this guy's bow. Mm -hmm. Burns a hole right through the bow. Burns the string. And then this guy's fucking done. You would think, you know, choose the right materials yeah, for the job. I don't know. Couldn't he it just, is... like, conjure a flame bow? Holy shit, Brendan. What are we doing just here? <laughs> described an incredible character on this show. I don't know. You know, you would think that if somebody was a good enough firebender, they would have, like, the ability to, like, control the fire and stop it from demolishing the bow. Like, think about. Yeah, that's Even true. just think about, like, Aang holding the leaf 
in the deserter episode, like the leaf is infinitely flammable, but the whole lesson was like, keep it from burning the edges of this thing. So like they yeah. got to have control over the fire, even given like the materials that themselves can burn. Like, can you stop it from doing that? Yeah. And this guy can't. This guy sucks. No, he sucks. He's nothing. Although I guess just because he's in the Fire Nation army doesn't mean he's a firebender. Technically hard to say. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not sure if they would allow a non-bender. We haven't explored that yet. Well, we know that, like, May and Ty Lee are non-benders. Right, but they're not in the army. I feel like they're above the army at this point. Yeah. Well, one of them's a fucking circus performer. True. <laughs> the other one's just a noble. <laughs> the other one's just a s- psycho. They're both kind of psycho. They're, you know, all three both, of them. Yeah. <laughs> the whole gang. <laughs> they're products of their environment. Yeah, they run away on the ostrich horse, which gets like a good like hero shot running through the other side of like this big smoky explosion. I do like, yeah. you know, goddamn, they've taken good care of this ostrich horse over all this time. Yeah, that stolen horse of theirs. I do have to say, I think that time is running short with this ostrich horse. I don't think we have a lot of time left to spend with it based on where we go from this episode. Not that I not that it die. I don't think it dies, but like I think they're moving <laughs> on to a point where it's no longer necessary for them. Mm-hmm. Like, we've had some fun with this guy. We did. He's been pretty cool. He was starving in the desert with Zuko. Mm-hmm. Now he's grizzled and hardcore. <laughs> He's seen some shit. How can he go back home? You can't go back <laughs> home after that. Momotaro, I say. Yeah. <laughs> Yikes. Uh, Iroh, as they're running away, he says, oh, it's nice to see some old friends. And Zuko's like, oh, too bad you don't have any old friends that don't want to attack you. And Iroh just stares blankly ahead at nothing and ponders, huh, Old friends that don't want to attack me. Yeah, that is too bad. Wish I had some of those. Too bad everyone in my life hates me now. Why am I so unpopular? (laughs) Yeah, it's your fault, Zuko. You've ruined everything. (laughs) Iroh thinks on this. Brendan, the next Iroh character trait is now loading. Fuck yeah. (laughs) We'll see it in a short amount of time. I actually think this might have happened already. Hmm. Um, we didn't see it the first time. This is the first time we get let in on it. But I think he was up to this shit in season one. I think you're probably right. Yeah. Well, clearly he had a, a motive, an extra motive in that season one episode mm-hmm. that we're only just now realizing why it was so important. Well, you know, we got to We got to wait on this. We got to wait on this. Yeah. <laughs> um, The gang is trudging along under the hot desert sun and. Toph slams into the back of Sokka and he's like, can't you watch where you're going? And she fires back. No, he does stop himself like right at the end of that when he realizes it's like, gosh, look at this trap I've walked myself into. (laughs) What's that in my mouth? Is it my foot? (laughs) That's such a terrible person. (laughs) Uh, Katara kind of breaks up this scuffle. She's really trying her best to keep everyone kind of level-headed in mm-hmm. this situation. Um, she bends a few small droplets of water for each of them to drink, uh, which is kind of funny. <laughs> it's like these little floating balls of water that <laughs> she, she feeds them to them. Places in like a baby bird. <laughs> <laughs> very adorable. And they bring up a very good point here that I had never considered. 
Uh, Sokka does realize that the water they're drinking is the bending water that she keeps in her little canteen. Mm -hmm. And he kind of retches as he's like, you used this on the swamp guy. Yeah. She never refreshes that water. It's just the same water in and out. It's just stagnant, nasty Mm -hmm. water. She never thought it would have to come to this. Like, have you ever left like a water bottle on your desk for like even just a couple days? And it gets a like, musty stank to it. So with the amount of vacations that I take per year, I will usually bring like a water in the car on mm-hmm. the drive to the airport or whatever it may be, and then get back from the trip and there's still some water in that bottle. Mm-hmm. And I'll take a sip of it and I'll be like, mm, probably shouldn't have done that. This no, that was a stanky huge mistake. Water. Yeah. Uh, water g- gets gross really fast. It does. So she has to smell like shit, like all the time is what I'm getting at. Well, she's, she's keeping it in the, the thing. But she's taking it out and like playing with it all the time, splashing around in it. Just smells like trash, like dirty swamp, yeah. dirty trash water. I just feel like I would be refreshing that all the time, especially in case I ever needed to drink it. She's got to wash it out, you know? Yeah. It gets moldy in there. Unless, unless as a waterbender, she can aerate her own water. She she is the Brita filter. Yeah, she's a bubbler. <laughs> she's a bubbler, all right. I've can, always said that. Can waterbenders carbonate water? She, okay, so she not only is she a Brita filter, but she's also a soda stream. Yeah. <laughs> that rules. If waterbenders can carbonate water, they're going right to the top of the list. <laughs> yeah, honestly. That's, that's all that's it would take for me. Greatest utility. But you but you do have to replace the waterbenders every like <laughs> month or so because they run out of and it just it takes so long to do it through the mail and like Target doesn't usually have mm-hmm. enough like waterbenders in stock where you can just go and get like a new one. It's such a pain in the ass. They yeah. make it seem like it's gonna be the way of the future, but still too many it's logistical not questions. No. It's just quicker just to go to the, the grocery store. Yeah. So I don't know. Waterbenders, <laughs> you're so, you're so close. Waterbenders, just gotta, keep keep going. You got to buy them in bulk. That's really what it comes down to. I, I know, it's, but the price of waterbenders these days, it's like through the roof. You got to find a good sailor. You got a pantry fucked. full of waterbenders. <laughs> look, it's the only way I can get by. Uh, hey, Brendan, iconic Avatar scene inbound. Uh oh. Sokka celebrates as he oh. finds a new, much safer water source. Mm-hmm. There's this big lumpy cactus sitting in front of them. Mm-hmm. And he slices it open and takes a big swig of the water inside. Yeah. Even Momo gets in on this action. Momo has some of the water, too. Mm-hmm. And Katara's like, hey. Probably not a good idea to just drink random cactus juice out here, huh? Yeah, and he he should respond. What the fuck do you know about cactuses? We've never seen these before. Ice we are queen. from ice. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have these where we're from. There's water in here. It's got to be fine. <laughs> Listen here. Who's the survivalist? <laughs> yeah, I'm the one trying to get us through this thing. <laughs> Honestly, if they had all taken a sip from the cactus juice, they might have had a better time. They might have, and they probably wouldn't have and made And then died, and yeah. then died. And then all died, but at least they would have gone out high as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> On peyote. <laughs> Sokka's like, hey, more for me, just slurps all that cactus juice down. And then 
He freezes. Mm -hmm. And his pupils grow absolutely huge. And Sokka goes full touch fuzzy get dizzy on us here. (laughs) Yep. Drink cactus juice. It'll quench you. Nothing's quenchier. It's the quenchiest. Okay, I think you've had enough. Nothing quenchier than that stuff. Mm-mm. I don't think I'd want anything to be quenchier. <laughs> Based on how quenchy it's made Sokka here, yeah, probably best if you stay away from this stuff. The word quench is starting to feel dirty. No, keep it going. I don't like it anymore. <laughs> Do you want to talk about how moist Sokka's face looks from the quenching? Uh, I, I'm not as upset about the word moist. I've never, not, never, I've never had a problem really with that word. It doesn't really bother me. I think people are making that up. Yeah. Agreed. <laughs> and we're taking you to task, people. Get Fucking, over it. Yeah. <laughs> Things need to be moist out there, okay? <laughs> like towelettes. <laughs> Without those, you couldn't eat a single chicken wing. No. So. I, I need like an entire box of those for chicken wings. <laughs> Just for one wing. Yeah. About six towelettes per wing. <laughs> I single-handedly fund the towelette empire every time I eat wings. The thing that we're not telling you is that Brendan and I are bought out by Big Towelette. <laughs> so we're never going to say a bad thing about the word moist. Nope. Love it. Uh, I love it. Katara dumps out the rest of the cactus juice while Momo is like spinning in circles in the air above them and crash lands on his face. Hell Yeah. He's having a great time. They are fucking tripping hard off of this cactus juice. And in comes the Debbie Downer to to ruin everything. <laughs> no, come on. They're just trying to some trip sitter you are, Katara. <laughs> Let me live for once. <laughs> Toph wants a hit of this cactus juice. She literally asks, "Hey, can I get some of that cactus?" <laughs> <laughs> so- I say letter. Can I get a little nip off the cactus? <laughs> no, but Katara is like, absolutely not. She gets them moving again, but Sokka is just like standing mouth agape, staring straight into the sun. Mm-hmm. This is good TV. Mm-hmm. I love good, it. Good children's TV. It's good for the kids. Kids love it. They do. They say, mommy, can we get some cactus juice, please? <laughs> Their parents have like a little succulent in the window. They cut it open just to see if there's any juice in there. <laughs> it's aloe. <laughs> they might have a similar reaction. Probably. And, and then be deceased. <laughs> Watch your plants, folks. Mm-hmm. Ang is gliding, just continuously blowing on the bison whistle. Uh, he lands and kind of looks out at the vastness of the desert sands before him. And there is just absolutely not a trace of Appa or really anything for mm-hmm. miles and miles and miles. Mm-hmm. Some tears start to fill his eyes and he whimpers out a little, no. And then he grits his teeth and gets really angry and he shouts, no, and slams his staff to the ground, making this huge mushroom cloud of sand above him. He is really not doing well. Yeah, he's pissed. He's pissed off. He's distraught. Things are not good for Aang. Mm-mm. 
Uh, somewhere in the distance, the rest of the team sees that cloud. They don't really know what it is, and they keep moving. Uh, but Sokka, in his current state, he is amazed by the giant mushroom that has appeared before him. Yeah, he calls it like a mushroom friend. It's his new mushroom friend. Yeah. His big, mushy, giant friend is what he calls it. Fuck yeah. I love it. And yeah, like you said earlier, he's waving his arms back and forth like Kermit the Frog would do. <laughs> Very his, his whole upper body has gone completely limp noodle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then he sips like a little thing of tea while reading a newspaper. <laughs> Not really sure well, like, where he got that, but it's good stuff. But it's none of my business. <laughs> That's what they say. <laughs> Uh, Momo is also slung across Sokka's back, and he looks like he's having a bad trip. Yeah, Momo's not having as much fun anymore. His eyes are very wide, and he's got a terrified look on his face. <laughs> it hit the little guy hard. <laughs> Somebody's got to put him to bed. <laughs> but make sure you, like, put him on his side, you know? Mm -hmm. It's kind of scary. Check up on him. <laughs> put some water near his bed. He's going to need it. <laughs> we jump back to the Misty Palms Oasis. That dusty old town from last week's episode. Mm -hmm. And a local man is being questioned by two familiar faces. Brendan, it's Shin Fu and Master Yu. <gasps> Master me? No, no. Master you. No, me. Yes, you. Correct. Shin <laughs> yes, it's Shin Fu and Master Yu. <laughs> Oh, now who's on first, I would ask. <laughs> uh, they're asking about Toph and the man uh, is like thinking about it, but then rubs his fingers together, asking for like a little incentive. Shinfu <laughs> threatens to break his fingers in return. Yeah, got him. The man's like, all right, all right. They went to the desert, but there's like no way that they survived out there. And Shinfu's like, yeah, well, that's fine. We're trying to find her dead or alive anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Master Yu's like, absolutely, that is not the case. <laughs> what Were you even listening? They never said this in our no, initial she, discussion. She very much has to be alive. We can't find her dead. What, are you joking? <laughs> I think we need to stop right here. We just really need to discuss the plan. No, hold on. Hold I think on. you're confused and we got to get this sorted out. Let's go back to the Bayfong family. You got to hear it straight from them. I feel like you didn't kind of absorb the message. That is, that is that was not part of the agreement. If we come back with a dead little girl, like they, we're not getting paid. They won't pay us. Yeah, <laughs> so that's that's all we're in it for, really. Um, Shifu sees a bulletin board. With some Fire Nation wanted posters on it. Hey, Brendan, it's pretty much the same exact posters we saw the last time we saw this kind of thing. Yeah. It's got all our old friends on it. Like Aang. Aang's on there. And the others. The other guys are on there. Mm -hmm. It's got the blue spirit on it. Um, also, also Master Jong Jong and Che are still on the bulletin. Yeah. Board. We remember them. <laughs> yeah. I don't I don't remember them. We remember them. I vaguely remember them. 
We remember there was an episode where they were there. <laughs> I think we just talked about that episode earlier. I think we did. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> literally, we did. Uh, there's a new poster these days, though, and it depicts Iroh and Zuko. Mm-hmm. And I'm sitting there like, these assholes got Zuko on there twice. I was going to say, Zuko's <laughs> going to be very proud of himself. <laughs> I'm such a badass. I'm wanted two times over. <laughs> Hell yeah. He uses that pickup line on girls, and they're like, get away from me. <laughs> yeah, that's going to stay it too. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> you are not wanted by me. <laughs> not here. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right on cue, who should stroll into town but Zuko and Iroh themselves. Uh, so these two earthbenders have their eyes on a different prize. Ooh. The sun is starting to go down in the desert, and Aang kind of, he finally catches up with everybody else. Uh, Katara tries to keep his spirits up, but he is just like totally defeated and upset and says that they will never survive without Appa. Mm-hmm. Which is probably true. Which is a fair observation. Mm -hmm. They are really fucked right now. <laughs> I mean, I think Aang could probably get out. I was literally just thinking that the only one who might be able to do this would be Aang. Just keep keep on flying, baby. Yeah, just <laughs> a wind to your back, which is any direction because you control the wind. It's up to you. Yeah, it's up to you. <laughs> the rest These of other the guys, team. they're just dead weight. Yeah. You know what? It's. Dog eat dog out in this desert. Hey, Momo, come on on the other side of this dune. I got to talk to you about something. Let <laughs> <laughs> you just see them in the background fly away. <laughs> what do you think? Should we get out of here? Yeah, let, let's go. Let's go. go. Hey, did you have you guys seen Momo lately? <laughs> no, they uh, they will never survive without Appa. Katara looks to Toph. She's useless out here in all this sand. Uh, she looks to Sokka. He is also useless out here, too, in his current psychedelic state. <laughs> yeah, not because of the sand. <laughs> it's not, the sand has nothing to do with it. <laughs> Sokka's internals are rendering him useless here. <laughs> uh, he points to the circle birds in the sky. They look up and they are being circled by these big birds that have buzzard heads and the bodies of bees. Mm -hmm. What do you think about the buzzard bees, Brendan? Uh, I think they're fine. Okay. I have I have questions about how they survive out here in oh, such know. large numbers, which we will see later. Well, buzzards survive in the regular desert. Yeah, but not in like giant colonies. I don't, I. I can't speak to that in, in <laughs> any way. <laughs> you may be right. They also made me think of Donkey Kong Country. Oh. Yeah, because well. Donkey Kong Country's got bees and <laughs> vultures in, like, the first level. Yeah, but do they have two of them occupying the same being? They, no. Well, not, not without glitches. <laughs> yeah, not without my game shark. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Katara, again, she kind of looks around at her companions, each of them in like different states of disarray, and the futility of the situation kind of starts to set in for her. But then a switch kind of flips for her and some pounding drums start playing in the background. And she's like, no, 
we are not dying out here. Mm-hmm. We are going to get out of this desert together. Fuck yeah. And she gets everybody up and everybody holds hands as she leads the way. And they keep on moving on through this desert. Brendan, we give Katara shit sometimes yeah. on this show. Mm-hmm. She's done some boneheaded things. Everybody's done boneheaded things. things. Yeah. She, you know, nobody's without fault. But, you know, sometimes Katara makes herself an easy target. Yeah. Yeah. She's a, She's often a stick in the mud. And that's the easy person to point at and say, oh, well, they're, yeah, they're the one doing things wrong. Mm-hmm. Let's make things a little exciting around here. Yeah. So, Katara. Well, everybody, the cactus is great. <laughs> Everyone, yeah. Pass the cactus around. Um, now, we do this to Katara sometimes, but she deserves enormous credit for her actions in this episode. Yeah. Agreed. She's the MVP. Mm -hmm. She literally keeps everybody alive in like (laughs) the most dire possible circumstances out here. Yeah. The the, the worst it's ever been when it got rough, she stepped up. She keeps them going. So Mm -hmm. huge props to Katara in this episode. You got to give it up. You got to. You simply must. You have to. There's no way around it. You're contractually obligated to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they uh, stop for the night, and Toph asks for some more water, and Katara bends the last few drops of water that they have uh, bef- before she can give them any. Momo leaps through the water and splashes it into the desert sands. <laughs> Fuck yeah, Momo. Yeah, it's an agent of chaos. <laughs> Wild card. <laughs> I don't care if you all die. I need to get wet. <laughs> Fucking wild monkey. I'll eat your bodies for the next few days and then figure it out. <laughs> On my way back home. <laughs> I'm going to be fine. Uh, Sokka screams, Momo, you've killed us all. Mm-hmm. But Katara says, no, actually, he hasn't. Then she also says, pay attention, Brendan. I know you've been wondering about this. (laughs) And I got my notebook out. I'm ready. Brendan's eyes go wide as he watches (laughs) this scene. Uh, Katara holds her hand over the muddy little puddle in the desert sands and bends the water Out of the mud. Mm -hmm. So, Brendan, let's talk about it. Yes, let's. We have, it's a running gag on this show. Mm -hmm. We say when water and sand combine and becomes mud, who's got control of it at that point? Is it the earthbenders? Is it the waterbenders? Is it both of them? What does it mean? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what we're looking at here is Katara is not necessarily controlling the mud, but she's lifting the water up out of it. Yep. So So how do we feel about that? So that tells me she can separate the water from Mm -hmm. the sand. Sure. But I still don't know that if she could control the sand that was suspended, like if she picked up the whole mud ball, Mm -hmm. would she be able to make the sand come with it? 
or yeah. would would the sand have to fall out? And then conversely, if say Toph were to try to pick up that same mud ball, would the sand all lift up and the water spill out of it? And just fall into the sand that was beneath mm-hmm. the sand that she picked up. Yeah. I know. It's like <laughs> answers a question of like, well, it's not totally useless now yes. at this point. Like somebody can bend this new property, but does raise more questions of like, well, <laughs> yeah, exactly what you just said. Like, is it only the water? Is it not the water containing the sand within it? It's mm-hmm. I know it's <laughs> things have things have gotten easier for us, but also gotten much harder. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't it doesn't answer the question, um, but it does it does shed some light on the physics of it. I mm-hmm. guess they are capable of separating them. The question now is, do they have to separate them? Yes. Yeah. Is, you're saying yes, they, they just, do, or you're saying yes, that's the question? <laughs> I'm saying yes, that, that is a viable question for you to be asking here, Brendan. If I had the answers for you, I would not I would not even give them to you right now. <laughs> Great. I would let you wait on it. Well, we have seen waterbenders bend a ball <clears throat> with a man inside of it. Bend a ball of water and drown a man. <laughs> on this show? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Uh, that's true, but, you know, men are made of mostly water, so it's kind of like you're just bending mostly water within water. water. Would then the not water part of the man fall out of the ball? Just all of the skin and, like, his hair falls like the outside. the bones all just slip out. <laughs> yeah, you pick up a man in water and his body instantly disintegrates and all of, like, the fleshy parts <laughs> fall out, leaving like just the blood. in X-Men. Just like the scene in that's X-Men. the film. Yeah, no, we all know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. Everyone on this call right now knows exactly what you're talking about. That scene about. really fucked me up as a kid. Yeah, same. I don't, One of those know. <laughs> I don't know. He comes up on the beach and he like he's like, oh, help me. And he just like turns into water. Ooh, I don't like that. No. Scary. It was scary. Happy Halloween. <laughs> fucked me up. Happy Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Brendan, I don't know. I feel like we're, yeah, we're getting closer to the answers we've craved when it comes to mud, but also like there's now new questions. It's just, you know, they're never going to give us what we need to know. No. And why would they? Then they can't make up new shit whenever they want. (laughs) And and they want to frequently. Mm -hmm. So we'll leave them to it. Uh, Katara wants to see the scrolls that Sokka took from the library he gets all defensive about this and dramatically accuses Momo of like ratting him out to Katara. Yeah. Good. He's like, who told you <laughs> it was you, you little bastard. Momo buries his face in his little lemur hands and starts <laughs> sobbing. They are both still like freaking out right now. He's like, I, got dude, I betrayed you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> My <Yeah>. only friend. <laughs> Momo is the Judas of the team avatar. <laughs> and then they make up and just start saying, like, I love you, man. <laughs> and then share a kiss. Oh. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Uh, Aang is like, none of that stuff matters anymore. It's not going to help us find Appa. And Katara's like, well, no, it's not. But at least we have a star chart here so we can use this to like find our way through the desert. Mm hmm. Uh, and she says they're going to rest 
during the day, travel at night, but everyone should try to get some sleep right now. And sure enough, everybody else is like already sleeping. Mm. It's been a long day. Yeah. A few days? The guy in the the guy in the town earlier said that they've been gone a couple days already. Kind of unclear. We do go through a couple day-night cycles, it seems, but yeah. Hard to tell how long they were flying out from the town to the library in the first place. I just assumed a couple hours. <laughs> and then they I didn't so spend too. that long in the library. No, they were in the library for 22 minutes plus commercials. <laughs> So impossible to say. <laughs> no, they were in the library for six days. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Apparently. Wan Shitong was very generous with his food while they were still on good terms. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's like, I got this rat carcass. I was saving it for later. I've got this roast fox and all the other foxes <laughs> are like, what the fuck, man? Am I next? And he um, says, if you keep this shit up. <laughs> Go find me some knowledge or you're going to my belly. <laughs> um, back in the town, they are at that seedy tavern with the bartender who's got the two swords. Love yeah, that guy. I love that guy. He's so cool. It's good to see him again. Uh, Zuko doesn't know what they're doing here, but Iroh has found exactly what he was looking for. And there's a man sitting in the corner of the room at a pie show table. Brendan, mm-hmm. we remember pie show. Yeah. That fun game we used to play a little bit on this show. Yeah. Zuko's like, you brought us here to gamble on pie show? But Iroh smiles and strolls towards that table and he says, I don't think this is a gamble. Yeah, because he's going to win. <laughs> I'm very good at this game. Do you remember <laughs> I used to beat our crew members all the time? Yeah. But they were all very dull, mm-hmm. boneheaded, stupid men. So yep. it's not much of a brag. Bunch of big dumb idiots. Yeah. Really shit crew that Zuko had. <laughs> uh, I love this attitude from Iroh in this scene. It's like, you sneaky old fuck. Like, <laughs> what are you up to? I thought he was about to just go fucking kick this guy's ass at my show. I'm going to get a bunch of money from this guy, and then we'll buy our way out of this situation. (laughs) (laughs) No, Brendan, it's much deeper than that. Uh, Shinfu and Master, you are sitting in the corner of this room, and Shinfu wants to take them down now. But Master, you is like, hey, calm down, guy. If you cause a scene in this bar, everyone is going to go want to get their hands on this bounty that we're after right now. Mm-hmm. Boy, would that suck, huh? Yeah, yeah, this one that's listed right outside the door. The one that everyone in here already knows about. <laughs> that would be terrible if a big bar fight broke out. Yeah. So let's so. make sure that doesn't happen. That's pretty much worst case scenario. If that happens, I don't know what I'm going to do with myself. <laughs> Iroh approaches the table, and the man invites him to make the first move. And without hesitation, Iroh lays a tile down in the middle of the table, and it is the white lotus tile. Mm-hmm. Which is the same exact tile he was so upset that he had lost in the waterbending scroll episode, as we were discussing earlier. Yep. In the same episode, he had said something to Zuko along the lines of like, ah, most people 
underestimate the importance of the White Lotus or something along those lines. Yeah. So I think you, what you described earlier is right, Brendan. Like, <laughs> clearly Iroh needed that Lotus tile for what we're going to talk about here. But like he yeah. might have gone on a whole adventure in that episode that we never really got to see. Or before that episode, because in this episode, it seems like you spend that tile. Like when you when you utilize its oh, function. Oh, I see what you're saying. So he had, yeah, he had used that up already. And needed a new yeah. one. Okay, for the next time that he had to call upon its services. That's a really interesting idea. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, yeah, I mean that episode and that whole storyline takes on such a deeper meaning now with what we're about to get into. But so does even like the game of pie show itself. Brendan, I think that you had asked maybe in that episode or sometime way back when, like whether or not pie show was actually going to be like important yeah. on this show. Like if it was ever going to mean anything or if it was just some silly game that they like to play. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And it is important. Uh, and the game is still not explained in any way. No, no, no. We don't have any idea how it's it works. Basically like go. It seems like kind of. Um, the way they're holding the tiles and slapping them on the table and it's like arranged in a grid, it seems like it's based on Go. But Go doesn't have like pieces that mean anything. It's just yours and theirs. Well, I it's I think I mentioned earlier, too, that like there are pie shows like rule sets and mm-hmm. like games that people sell on the Internet. So there is like a way to play pie show. And I probably asked, but I obviously didn't retain it. Is that like official? Like, has anyone come out and been like, know. yes, this is this is correct? I don't. I don't know. Okay. I doubt it. Yeah. It probably is a modified version of like Go or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think you're exactly right. Um, but <laughs> no, Pie Show can it can be a silly, fun game that Iroh likes to play from time to time. Mm hmm. Or it can be something so much more. Oh my god. I see you favor the White Lotus Gambit. Not many still cling to the ancient ways. Those who do can always find a friend. Then let us play. That's the code. He's saying the code. And they're both bowing to each other, too. So, like, they... <laughs> they're both like... Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's been so long since I've gotten to do this. <laughs> oh, you naughty, naughty boy. <laughs> oh, tell me more. Do people even know what we're up to in here? <laughs> Look at all these fools around here. <laughs> <laughs> I feel so scandalous. <laughs> I love being part of a secret society. <laughs> but we're not done yet. <laughs> you know the moves big boy let's get to it uh they waste no time just slapping tiles down onto the board one after the other uh i don't know the usual pace of a regular pie show game but it seems like their moves here are very quick mm-hmm. and very deliberate yeah zuko watches on as the camera pulls up to reveal what these two gentlemen have made which is the shape of like a lotus flower shape on the playing board. <laughs> yep. Uh, the man bows his head and he says, welcome, brother. <laughs> At this point, <laughs> you're like, oh, what? what the fuck have you gotten yourself into, Iroh? What is this shit? 
He says, the white lotus opens wide to those who know her secrets. <laughs> Ooh la la. I know. Calm down, calm down. <laughs> this is a kid show after all. <laughs> and Zuko still does not get what's going on here and he blurts out, what are you old gas bags talking about? Which is good. <laughs> I love Zuko just running out of patience with these guys in this episode. It's really good. Yeah, clearly something's happening here, Zuko. Why don't you, why don't you let him cook? Let the men work. Yeah, come on. <laughs> if you got somewhere better to be. <laughs> Yeah, Zuko's not having it, but Iroh's like, "Uh I told you. (laughs) Told you there was something going on here. The the old man knows a couple things. (laughs) (laughs) The pie show man, like, nods and winks at him, and Zuko's like, stay out of this. You guys are weird. You guys are giving me bad vibes right now. (laughs) Not into it. Uh, Shinfu cannot take this anymore. He rushes at the fugitives and he says, you're coming with me. Mm -hmm. But the Pai Show player jumps between them and points a finger right in Zuko and Iroh's faces. And he loudly shouts, I knew it. You two are criminals with a giant bounty on your head. Like as loudly as he can in this room. Selling them out. Son of a bitch. Thought you were cool, old man. (laughs) Thought we were in this together. We did like a whole routine. (laughs) We bowed to each other. (laughs) I let you touch my wiener. (laughs) For what? (laughs) For nothing. Well, it wasn't all for nothing. We had a good time. (laughs) You can't say you didn't feel something. (laughs) (laughs) I haven't felt that in years. (laughs) No, Zuko's like, oh. Some friend you got here, Uncle, but Iroh just smiles and he says, just watch. <laughs> and like Master Yu predicted, the surly patrons here all turn their head towards the mention of this huge bounty that's in the room right now. <laughs> and just like that, a giant bar fight breaks out. And it's pretty good. It's a good bar fight. Yeah, it's all right. That's okay. You know. Decent, decent bar fight. It's what you would want out of something like this. It doesn't go too crazy, but we have fun. Uh, Master Yu and Shinfu are holding their own against the locals, but in the chaos, uh, Iroh and Zuko slip away with the Pai Show man. <laughs> Got him. Just as he planned. Just as the last few chords of Freebird <laughs> ring out into the night. <laughs> Lord knows I can't change. <laughs> Uh, back in the desert, Katara wakes everyone up in the middle of the night. This is when Toph has her line about her mouth tasting like sand, but she mm-hmm. wishes it still tasted like mud. Good yep. stuff. Yeah. I think, I think I would be with her on that one. I guess I understand it. I would mm-hmm. prefer neither. Yeah. I mean, but that's, you're, see, that's, that's not an option in this game. That's like one of those, would you, if your p- parents were hanging off a cliff, which one you save and you go both of them. You're not playing right. Fuck, marry, kill, uh, <laughs> sand, mud, or rocks. Uh, fuck, mud, yeah. kill, rocks, marry, sand. I think I would kill sand and marry rocks, but definitely fuck mud. Mm-hmm. Especially if we're talking about puddle of mud. Ooh. <laughs> Those guys know how to fuck. The, the, the Catholic rock band. <laughs> Love them. Love them. Are they Catholic? Is that is that a thing? <laughs> or Christian rock. One of them. Yeah, yeah they are. Well, yeah. either. 
Hmm, okay. <laughs> Everything about Puddle of Mud has changed for me. <laughs> uh, okay. Katara <laughs> goes to... <laughs> let's move on with the episode, huh? <laughs> Katara goes to wake up Aang, but he actually never slept at all. And uh, he gets up, but shoots straight up as he looks to the moon and sees a big fluffy figure floating in front of the moon. And he yells, Appa! Mm-hmm. This part's very sad. I was very sad sad. about this scene. (laughs) It's kind of a few sad things that happen right now. Yeah. (laughs) I'm talking mostly Sokka. Yeah. It's like, oh, that's tragic. Sokka did not sober up in the few hours of sleep Mm. that he got this night. Uh, And he says, why would Princess Yue need Appa She's the moon. She flies by herself. That's so sad. Oh, Christ. That's so sad. (laughs) This poor fucking guy. Constantly on his mind. Yeah. This poor guy, he probably needed to get high right now just to Mm -hmm. give him like one small break from his harsh reality that he has to live every single night where he looks up at that moon (laughs) and has this exact same like line of logic yeah that's very tragic it's extremely tragic you feel feel for the guy uh but now that he's yeah high as hell he can just spit out whatever comes into his mind and everyone else around him just has to be like uh Buddy. They all have to feel sad instead. Oh, buddy. <laughs> he gets to he gets to spray it on them for a night. If we get out of this alive, we gotta find you a new girlfriend. <laughs> we gotta destroy the moon. <laughs> we gotta kill the moon. <laughs> Somebody get Piccolo in here. <laughs> uh no, it's not Appa flying in front of the moon. It's just a big cloud. Mm-hmm. And Katara says, hey, Aang. You should go fly up and bend that cloud into my water pouch. Not a bad idea. Not a bad idea. Um, They know that clouds are water. Having spent their entire lives on the ground and never having read a book. Brendan, we did have the fortune teller episode where they flew into the clouds to bend them into the big scary skull shape. That's true. Okay. So So there is a precedent for this. I guess this complaint should have come then. And then I think there was another episode where Aang jumps off of Appa through a cloud and then he comes back and he's soaking wet. I guess Aang would know. Out of anyone, I think Aang would be the most likely to know. He spends so much time. Although they all, I I think (laughs) this is the same problem I had when all that shit happened in those episodes I just mentioned is they were surprised to learn that clouds were made of water. And I'm like, you all spend so much time up there on Appa's back. (laughs) You have to know this. I guess that's true. Are they flying up that high? Up in the clouds? You know, it's hard to say. Yeah, I think so. How high are are the clouds? We don't have time. We don't have time for this. (laughs) I I could carve out a little bit of time. This This is not important. Mostly because I've already been proven wrong about my complaint. And I no, don't want to do it anymore. Your complaint <laughs> was valid. I think it just was valid in prior episodes that we've Earlier, already talked about. And I've forgotten about it. <laughs> and it's, they made such little fanfare of it then that it's reasonable that you would have forgotten about it. So you can't you can't be so hard on yourself. 
No, no, the cloud is made of water. They all know this. And everyone knows that. That's common knowledge. It's fucking... (laughs) Nothing could be simpler to these people than clouds being made of water. Uh, If if I know anything in this world, it's that clouds are made of water. Uh, Aang snatches the pouch out of Katara's hand and flies up, and the cloud disappears, and he comes back down... Uh, but Katara notices that there's barely any water that they got out of the cloud. And Aang kind of blows up on her. He's like, all right, I'm sorry. I did my best. What do you want from me? <laughs> he's all pissed off. He says, nobody else is doing anything. He points right at Katara. And he's like, what are you doing? Yeah. And she just looks really, really sad. And she's like, I'm trying to keep everyone together. <laughs> my best, Aang. I'm doing I'm doing so much right now. Please, you have to appreciate the level of effort that I'm putting into this. <laughs> I can tell you're upset, so I'm going to let this go for now. But when we get out of here, I'm going to kick the shit out of you. <laughs> you're going down, little bald boy. <laughs> you we'll are fucking, fucking destroy you. You're done. You're done. <laughs> if we didn't need you to save the whole world... <laughs> I would figure it out by myself. I would rather die at the hands of the Fire Lord than have to listen to your bullshit for another day out You're in this desert. fucking whining. <laughs> Calm your ass down. I'm getting you, yeah, I'm getting you out of this desert alive so I can kick your ass. <laughs> That's where I would be at that moment. I know. Fuck, I hope we get out of this so I can fucking make you like, eat I can't shit. let this desert kill you because I'm going to. Because it's up to me. <laughs> The desert doesn't get that privilege. (laughs) Back off, desert. He's mine. (laughs) The desert parts for them. Sorry. It's like, oh, shit. Oh, fuck. You bended the water right out of me, Katara. (laughs) You're a tough motherfucker. Uh, She means business. Um, They keep walking, but Toph trips over something, and she has had enough of this damn desert. And she says, what idiot buried a boat in the desert? Yeah, great question. Buried a what? Yeah, also what? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) Uh, There's this little wooden stump kind of sticking out of the sand, and Aang blows away the sand, revealing it's one of those big sandbender barge things that we saw in last week's episode. Yeah. Brendan... Team Avatar is saved whether you like the physics of these barges or not. I don't like the tornadoes, the sand tornadoes. I still do. I'm still into it. I'm more okay with the wind, but then I start thinking about those, like, science shit posts that were on the internet, like, years ago, where it's like, you could take a a, a skateboard with a sail on it and stick a, a fan on the back of the skateboard, and it has infinite propulsion. Has anyone asked Bill Nye if that's... Feasible. It does not. It does not work. <laughs> you can't do it <laughs> because the force of the air pushing on the sail is equal to the force pushing back on the fan. Which so is also slow connected. down. Slow down, egghead. <laughs> it doesn't you, work. <laughs> you've gone too far here. Look, <laughs> little sand tornadoes are going to get you where you need to be, and you're just going to have to be okay with it. Well, they don't use sand tornadoes for theirs. That's true. They use just good old fashioned air. They use a fan <laughs> fixed to the One back of it. <laughs> yeah. One little boy who is just a fan. Mm-hmm. 
the pie show man leads Zuko and Iroh into a flower shop and he bows to Iroh and says he's honored to meet such a high-ranking member of the Order of the White Lotus Mm -hmm. and calls him a Grand Master. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) (laughs) Hold on a second. Uh... Yeah, <laughs> Iroh, Iro, what, have, what have you been up to, Iroh? That's my question. Put on this mask and speak this to no one. <laughs> Zuko still does not understand what's going on here, and he's like chastising them. But Iroh apologizes and says, my nephew is not an initiate. Mm-hmm. It's probably for the best. Yeah. You don't want any part of this, Zuko. I'm trying to keep him clean. (laughs) He's above this kind of debauchery. Uh, They knock at this little wooden door at the back of the room, and a man slides open a little panel, and he says, Who knocks at the garden gate? And Iroh says, One who has eaten the fruit and tasted its mysteries. Ooh. And the guy behind the door starts giggling too. <laughs> it's been so long. Secret societies are so fun. <laughs> Yay! I love it. <laughs> you learn the new password. He's like pumping his fists in the air. Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh man, I love this stupid ass secret <laughs> underground society dumb bullshit. I love it. I think it's really fun, but I also, a lot of my enjoyment is how angry it makes Suko. Yeah, he's so <laughs> he pissed about it. He hates it. <laughs> Will you all just shut up and start speaking normally? I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I'm trying to get, I'm trying to get to safety and all I hear is weird cryptic phrasing. I'm very left out and there's sand in my butt crack. I hate this. I hate this. <laughs> Uh, the door opens and they walk in, but they slam the door before Zuko can walk in. And Iroh's like, sorry, members only. Talk to you later. (laughs) Have fun in the flower shop. (laughs) Um, The sand bending barge is rocketing through the desert. Thanks to Aang's big fan that he's made on the back of it with his own human body. Brendan Mm -hmm. loves that this is happening right now. Mm -hmm. Mm hmm. He's so into it. I was trying to come to grips with it before they showed it on screen. I was like, okay, if they do it a specific way, I'll be fine with it. But if they do it one other way, I won't like it as much. Uh, And they do it the way that I didn't like. It was your worst nightmare come true. Yeah, where the, the, the air originates like from his hands. Yeah, but where else is it going to come from? Like behind him? (laughs) I don't know. It has to come from behind him. Otherwise, it's pushing backwards on him. I think you're thinking too hard about this. Mm -mm. I think (laughs) you're not thinking hard enough. I'm not capable. I'm not very smart. (laughs) So (laughs) don't try to pull that shit on me. (laughs) I'm not smart enough for it. Um, The barge has a compass on it which does not seem to be pointing true north, but instead is leading them straight towards this big rock, which they determine must be the magnetic center of the desert. Do compasses work that way? I don't know. I don't have any idea. I think so, yeah. If there was a strong enough magnetic force nearby. Okay. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. 
<laughs> Again, that checks not... out. I'll give them that one. <laughs> Brendan, please explain to me. <laughs> you know what? Don't don't explain to me. I'm good. I'm fine. <laughs> uh, Toph is thrilled at the idea of a rock and not sand. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's not a boulder. It's a rock. <laughs> it's a rock. <laughs> and then Aang does the pioneer dance. <laughs> um, Katara says, hey, maybe we'll find some water there. And Aang eerily says, maybe we'll find some sandbenders. Yeah, to fucking murder. And fucking kill them. <laughs> I want their heads. <laughs> Uh, they climb to the top of the rock. Toph flops over and she starts making a stone angel. It's pretty good stuff. Mm-hmm. It's been a long couple days for her. Mm-hmm. Um, this rock has a bunch of caves carved into it. They step inside one of them and it's dripping with like this yellow goo all over the place. Mm-hmm. And Sokka's like, ah, my head is finally starting to clear up from my cactus juice trip that I went on. Mm-hmm. But then he takes a big pull of yellow goo and gets sick again. What the fuck? <laughs> you idiots. Katara's like, can't you stay sober for one second? <laughs> In this economy? No, no, God, no. <laughs> I'm hoping when I wake up from this trip, we are out of the desert. You guys lead me where I need to be. Uh, Saka does confidently say, he says, I have a natural curiosity. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I, I'll, I'm willing to try anything at least once. Yeah, come on, <laughs> Katara, get with you, it. You buzzkill. You want a little? You want a little nip of this <laughs> yellow goo? I saved some for you. He pulls out some cactus from his backpack. <laughs> hey, hey! I brought a little extra cactus. <laughs> I stashed this away for later. If we get out of this desert, I'm gonna. We could make so much money off of this. <laughs> I'm gonna sell this in the streets of Bossing Say. <laughs> They won't know what hit them. Um, Toph feels that this cave was carved by something. It's not a natural formation. Something made this cave. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And she can sense something buzzing coming in their direction. They run out of the cave just in time as a huge swarm of those buzzard bees come storming out towards them. Yeah. And again, I guess you're right, Brendan. How do they... How do they survive in such large quantities? How do they build this giant hive? And where do they get whatever it is they use to make that weird honey stuff? And what, yeah, where does it it come out of their butts? They probably throw it up like real bees. Is it their poop? They just go, and then we we come along and go, ooh, yum, yum. (laughs) I love it. It's some good sticky stuff. (laughs) Uh, It's gross either way, but... Here they are. They come buzzing out and attacking them. Uh, they start fighting off the bees. Toph almost crushes Sokka with a big rock. And she says that she can't see the bees when they're flying in the air. But she can see where Sokka she, is standing. Yeah, she knows where he is. <laughs> <laughs> That's just plain irresponsible. But he just accepts it. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you know what? Good, good point. Good point. I can't see where they are, Sokka. I'm blind. And he's like, oh, sorry, sorry. Again, it's me being insensitive. And it's like, no, 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 no. This is different. And then she says, watch your step. You're very close to that ledge. How did you know that? Uh, 
<laughs> don't don't ask questions. Women's intuition. <laughs> I know. I sense she starts it. throwing rocks again. <laughs> Feel it in my bones. Then she crushes him with one giant rock once, <laughs> once and for all. And then um, the, the the sandbenders come up and give her another wad of cash. <laughs> yes, yes. They go, You're very good at this. <laughs> <laughs> it was all part of the plan. <laughs> um, Sokka charges at the bees with his machete club and he starts swinging around wildly, but he's just swinging at thin air with nothing mm-hmm. around him. The machete club does not have the club on it in this sequence. It's missing the giant ball that's usually on the back of it. So it's just the machete. It's just a machete right now, yeah. Interesting. When I started thinking, does he have three things? Am I just confused and they've always been three separate objects? He can't have multiple club items, can he? He's got like the boomerang. Yes. And then he's got the club thing that he uses to break the ice early on that has like a big ball. Has the ball on it. And then in this episode, he's got like a machete. It's my understanding have the ball (laughs) that the machete and the thing with the ball on it are the same. And the ball comes off. I didn't know the ball came off. Why would the ball come off? Do we have to do research on this? We might. Actually, I saw something last night that I was like, I think that might be uh, (laughs) what it is that he's got. And I can't remember the name of it, but it is a statted weapon you can get in D&D. No, of course it is. It looks like uh, a deer leg is the way it's described with a big metal ball like fixed on one side of it. Delicious. Yeah. Uh, And I think that's what it is. And I'm not going to even try to say what it was because I don't remember. But it started with an O. All right, I got to do some research on Sokka's weapons. Uh, or uh, you guys could just write us in at gotarecap at gmail.com or on Twitter at gotarecap. You just let us know what that is and let us know what the D&D stats are and the gold cost. Please do every single one of those things. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm not going to read those emails. I'm going to forward <laughs> them to Brendan and wash my hands clean of them. All right. So you're going to have to let me know mm-hmm. where, where we landed on that. Um, Sokka swings at nothing and he's like, oh man, I guess I'm still under the influence. Good stuff. (laughs) Uh, One of the bees picks up Momo and starts flying away and Aang says, I'm not losing anyone else. Yeah. He flies after them and everyone else starts descending the rock. Uh, Katara points Toph at the bees like a cannon and has her shoot rocks at the bees. It's Mm -hmm. pretty good. But she says... Aim one there. <clears throat> what, what, excuse me? Where? Where? <laughs> you couldn't need to be more specific. It means nothing to me. Yeah. But but then Toph does it and, and hits it square she on. Nails so. it. They make a good team, even mm-hmm. if it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, meanwhile, Aang is on the warpath and frees Momo from the bee and Momo starts flying alongside him. But Aang is still full of rage and launches a strike at the bee as it's flying into the distance and knocks it out of the sky, seemingly, like, killing it. Yeah, he fucks that thing up. Which is extremely out of character (laughs) for Aang, who is a huge animal lover. Yep. So vegan pacifist. (laughs) Even though these nasty bees almost killed, like, another one of his friends, like... For him to take out his anger on this thing in this way is 
trouble. It's tr- he's going through some stuff. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Yang is not happy. He's having a tough time. Mm-hmm. So hopefully, his it gets best better. friend and the only friend he knows from before everyone died, except for Boomy, is gone. Except for Boomy, yeah. But he might as well be gone, just <laughs> men- mentally. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he's he's in a bad way. Um, the team is about to make it back to their barge, but these huge sand columns erupt before them, scaring the bees away. And into the scene rides a bunch of those nasty sandbenders. They're here. Mm-hmm. And Aang flies back in, and he angrily stares them down. He's gonna fuck them up. You shouldn't have come here. <laughs> Not if you wanted to leave with your lives. Um, back in the flower shop, the meeting ends and Iroh tells Zuko the news. He says, we're heading to Ba Sing Se, where they're going to blend in with all the other refugees in the city. Yeah, a good plan. Not a bad idea. Hey, Zuko and Iroh heading to Ba Sing Se. We know that Team Avatar is like very much heading towards Bossing Say too, if they can get out of this. All roads right now, Brendan, pointing to <laughs> Bossing Say. What a coincidence. I know. <laughs> who who to thunk, huh? <laughs> we'll see how that goes. They run into each other on the city streets. Oh, awkward. I didn't know you guys would be here. Uh-oh. Oh, jeez. Do we, we don't have time for this. Although I do think it would be fun because I think all of them on the run would be kind of fun. They see each other and just like kind of nod like, do not fucking blow up my spot right now. Look, be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. Be cool. We'll deal with this later. <laughs> this is not necessary. I feel like we're on decent terms right now. And if you blow this for me, like your ass <laughs> is going down with me. Uh, no, it's going to They're going to have a good time. Uh Iroh says, yes, it's the safest place in the world from the Fire Nation. Even I couldn't break into the city. Yeah. So, and I kick ass, so this place <laughs> is going to be really strong. <laughs> um, outside the shop, Master Yu and Shinfu have arrived, and they kind of have them pinned down inside. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, it cuts back to the sandbenders who accuse uh, the gang of stealing one of these barges, Katara says they found it in the desert and they need it because their sky bison was stolen. Mm-hmm. And one of the men is like, how dare you accuse us of stealing the bison? It's like, well, <laughs> they did not. They did not. They didn't. No. <laughs> Freudian slip. Oh. <laughs> He's projecting. Even this guy's father is like, uh, I don't think they were implying that, but you kind of just blew it, my son. <laughs> Did you have anything to do with this? <laughs> <laughs> well, now I'm convinced. Yeah, I mean, you've made it clear as day. Uh, Toph's eyes grow wide and she recognizes this guy's voice and she says, he's the one who stole Appa. <laughs> yep. Uh, Aang has all the proof he needs and he yells at them, you stole Appa. And the father goes, now they are accusing you. <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now it's, it's. <laughs> say what you mean. Say what you mean to say. <laughs> clear, clear words, Avatar, please. <laughs> but now it's all out in the open. The man tries to deflect this, but Aang demolishes one of their barges 
and he shouts, where is my bison? Ooh, Aang's mad. Oh, yeah. Uh, Although I am surprised he didn't say, where is my friend? Where is my big furry guy? (laughs) (laughs) He's being very possessive. You can't, like, own a bison, man. That is weird. It's almost a different relationship Mm -hmm. than he's portrayed himself to have with Appa to this point. Yeah. We're going a little too PETA, I think, at this point in the episode, Brendan. We, we simply can't go down this road. He's his own bison, man. <laughs> he is a free spirit. I've mm-hmm. always said so. <laughs> um, a man wheels two potted plants out of the flower shop just as Shin Fu and Master Yu burst through the door, demanding the fugitives. Mm-hmm. And the shopkeep calmly moves past this, but Master Yu's like, we know all about your secret back room and Shinfu kicks down the door, revealing an entirely empty room. Mm-hmm. Except for? Except for sitting in the middle of the floor, there is a single white lotus tile. Mm-hmm. And also the floor has like a little carving of a white lotus tile in it. It's yeah. Kind of, it's kind of fun. Yeah, so that's why that's why I think he might have to like spend it to get a favor. Mm-hmm. He's got to go get another one the next time he needs to pull this trick. Yeah, I, th- mm-hmm. I think I like that idea more. Actually, now I'm wondering if, like, that's not a typical part of a modern day, is it pie show? Pie show set? Yes. Uh, and so, like, he has to, like, get it from somebody in the know, too. Because Master Yu says something that makes me think he knows where he says, he picks it up and he says, um, some unfortunate soul has an incomplete pie show set. Yeah. He's like, so maybe at it. he knows a little bit of what's going on. Yeah, that's that. That might be true. Or I just want it to be <laughs> deeper than it is. Also, when Iroh plays the white Lotus tile, when he sits down to the table and then the man goes into like his whole spiel of like, ah, not many cling to the ancient ways. Mm -hmm. Do you think like some other just random asshole who shows up to the table and plays a white Lotus tile and then this guy kind of launches into that routine? I do actually. I mean, he's like, what the, what are you talking about? I think that code had two call and responses. Yes. I think he said that, Iroh says another thing, and then he says, I don't. I wish I remembered the lines. You said them mm-hmm. earlier. But they, they go back and forth twice. I think you need to do that whole thing for, they do, the, for the code. They have a routine and then have to build out the actual mm-hmm. physical Lotus thing. I feel like there's a lot of checks for it along the way. Many layers to prove you're tough enough. Mm-hmm. They're in the know. Those in the know know where to go. Yeah. Um, the man with the two plants walks away from the city and out of the vases pop Iroh and Zuko hiding in a very cartoony fashion in these yeah, plants. They, they slide up with like a slide whistle sound and they look at each other. Then they go right back down and don't say anything. That the was little, for us. The little <laughs> bits was, of soil and plants yeah. are sitting on top of their silly little heads. It's that funny. was just in case the viewer was too stupid to understand what was going on there. <laughs> Hey, did you see those plants earlier? Guess guess what? <laughs> I was a little offended by that shot, actually. <laughs> Give me a little bit of credit, Avatar The Last Airbender. Like, Fuck you, you children's show. I understand what's going on. <laughs> I wasn't born yesterday. I've seen people have to slip away under <laughs> strange circumstances. This is nothing. Yeah. Well, they have to spell it out. 
very clearly. Mm-hmm. Do you get it now? Oh. You no. still. It seems like no. you still. Yeah, you're not quite there. No. We'll talk about it. Where does the golden monkey come in? <laughs> soon, Brendan. Soon. <laughs> um, Ang is really laying into these sandbenders. You tell me where he is now. What did you do? It wasn't me. You said to put a muzzle on him. You muzzled Appa. Fucking what, mate? Excuse me? Yeah. In an instant, his tattoos glow, and he just goes full-on raging Avatar spirit. Mm-hmm. He is fully in the Avatar state. It's been a while since we've seen the Avatar state, but, like, if ever there was a time for it, there's some heavy emotions going on right now yeah. with this young man. Yep, this is the first time we've seen it out of anger, I think. the Previously, it was always, like, fear for his friends. I guess, actually, the last one was kind of anger, too, huh? Kind of anger, um, and a little bit of sadness. We've seen it, like, when he found uh, Giazzo's skeleton. Yep. That was kind of sadness. It's just, like, big, big-time, huge Any emotions. Any overwhelming emotion, yeah. Yeah, really gets him going. Could he go into the Avatar state if he, like, felt overwhelming joy? Potentially. And then he just gives everyone a really, really big hug. Yeah. Avatar hugs for everybody. Could the Avatar go into the Avatar state if they were horny as hell? Ooh, I hope not. <laughs> I don't want to see what powers <laughs> they possess at that point. They've got, hey, they've got all of the, they can call upon the experiences of all the past Avatars. And you know the Avatar likes to fuck. <laughs> It's a lot of experience. So they've got a little too much experience, I would say. (laughs) So look out if you find yourself in that situation. (laughs) It's like the plot of Hellraiser. You just really don't want any part of that. No, 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 no. I'm not even going to touch that. Um, In a thousand voices, Aang demands to know where Appa is. But the man says that he sold him to some merchants and says he's probably in Bossing Say by now. Just like every fucking person's in Bossing Say by now. <laughs> Come on now. <laughs> Must we all go? And they go, great, that's where we're headed anyway. <laughs> cool, cool. That's where Zuko and Iroh are going right now. Ooh, we're not supposed to know that. <laughs> Continuity they stuff error. the script away oh, in their shit. pocket. Oh, shit, oh, shit, shit. <laughs> um, the man begs for his life. But Aang starts to lift off the ground, as we've seen him do before, and everybody runs in terror. A giant dust cloud forms around him, and he's about to unleash his avatar rage upon them. But a hand reaches up and grabs Aang's arm, and he looks down and sees it's Katara just looking at, up at him completely stone-faced. Mm-hmm. She's like, we cannot do this right now, Aang. This ain't it. This, this ain't it, Avatar Chief. <laughs> she pulls him back down to the ground, and she just wraps him up in her arms, even as the Avatar state continues to rage on, like the wind is blowing around them, but she just wraps him up in a big hug, trying to get this to end. Yeah. Just good stuff. His glowing eyes start to cry. Katara's eyes start crying as well. And the Avatar state slowly fades away, but Aang is still clearly in a lot of emotional pain and will be 
until they can figure out all of this oppa business. But it won't happen in this episode, Brendan, because we've reached the end of it. Whoa! Yep, 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 yep. That was episode 31, The Desert. I'm still looking at the word and, like, wanting to say dessert. The dessert? Mm, yum, yum, yum. But I already made the joke, and then we made the yum, yum, yum joke. <laughs> I'll do it again. It's my favorite bit. All right, let's start over. That was episode 31, The Dessert. Yum, 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 yum. yum, yum. yum. Brendan, say yum, yum, yum for me one more time. Mm, yum, yum, yum. Okay, very good, very good. Uh, we're having a good time making these jokes. <laughs> Did we have a good time watching this episode, Brendan? I thought it was a visu- uh, a visually striking episode. Mm-hmm. Um, I also had a good time watching it. That's not to say that I didn't have fun with it, but <laughs> what stands out to me most is that this episode was very nice to look at. Had a lot of good wind effects, like in the desert. Uh, the lighting was more dramatic than I think it normally is. Uh, and the animations were very fluid. That's true. The lighting was good when it would get to be like sunsets and sunrises yeah. in the desert. The characters' faces were lit in like good really colors shadows yeah so it was it was a pretty episode again we've talked about a lot in season two like they're using multiple animation studios i don't know which one is tackling each episode but Mm -hmm. like it feels like they're all kind of really hitting their stride right about now i think we might have said this or i might have said this before but it's it's similar to watching like adventure time where you can tell when it's like a a pendleton ward (laughs) led episode because it finn's little butt Nice. Um, it's kind of like that. We could tell when it's like the A team because the animation is really good. Mm-hmm. And this uh, is I like this it. is one of them. This is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it seems to be. Um, yeah. No, the episode is. Good. I mean, last week we like one of the complaints we had about the library episode is that we didn't cover like a ton of ground mm-hmm. plot wise. I feel like in this episode. We don't cover a ton of ground plot wise, at least for like Team Avatar. You know, they're lost in the desert looking for Appa. They have like by the end of it, they're still in the desert and have like Mm -hmm. slight leads on where Appa may be. But that whole story doesn't grow a ton. Yep, I think um, we're watching it the way we would have watched it, like as it was coming out. Uh, So I, I. I don't want to say that I feel like it's meant to be watched all at as one part. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like if I was watching this, like I would watch any other show online and I was watching it one episode to the next, I would group the library, the dessert, and I haven't seen the next one yet, but probably the next one as one episode. Mm-hmm. And it'd just be like this one big thing. And maybe at the end of the next one, I'll be able to say for sure if I feel like these are all like, Act one, two, and three of the same plot. It does feel like the library and the dessert, yum, 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 uh, <laughs> were meant to be a two-parter. And even now that I'm looking at my episode notes here, it does note that they both came out on July 14th, 2006. Ah, okay. So this is one of those things where they probably had commercials like, Appa is taken. <laughs> and hangs like, I have a very particular set of skills. A very special episode. It's <laughs> very special two-part episode. And then they're all sitting down having an intervention for, for Sokka. Sokka, we're all gathered here in the desert because we love you very much. <laughs> Shut up, man. I don't have a problem. <laughs> I can quit cactus juice whenever I want. 
He takes out a spray bottle and squirts it in his mouth. <laughs> Sokka, you're doing it right now. <laughs> yeah, no, okay. So, yeah, I feel like I feel like these episodes belong together. Well, they do, yeah. They, they are very much a companion piece, even if it doesn't seem like they were marked as, like, parts one and parts two of, like, a mm-hmm. doubleheader thing. They are... They do kind of go hand in hand, so I, I think you're right on the money there. Mm-hmm. Um, but even though, yeah, maybe we don't cover a ton of ground there, like it is still pretty good stuff. We have Katara trying to like keep everybody together in the desert, everyone going through their own individual struggles, and her like getting them to rise above it is mm-hmm. pretty good stuff. Um, that mixed with all of the creepy. <laughs> underground society bullshit that Iroh gets himself into that Zuko's just like, what the fuck are we doing I did really like here? that subplot. That's very fun. You know, it just, again, the many layers of the Iroh onion, we keep picking them apart one by one by one. Like, how many more can he have? The man never stops surprising I'm us. I'm very excited <laughs> to see how many more we can squeeze onto him. And what is this Order of the White Lotus? Are we going to learn more about this thing? I don't know. I hope so. <laughs> uh, unclear. But at this point, my curiosity is piqued. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Overall, I think we're pretty much in agreement. A, yeah. You know, good, this was good, a good, solid episode. episode. Yep. I liked it. We Very had emotional. Toph, oh, yeah. Toph might be the earthbender, but Katara's their rock. She's solid as a rock. Mm-hmm. And Toph is never going to break her in half. I guess. I don't know. What am I trying to say? I, I don't know. You're losing me. Yeah. Yeah. Katara says, this is one rock you won't push around. <laughs> Toph. And she says, what are you saying to me? She's like, I don't know. Don't worry about it. I'm trying to come up with a metaphor. Sounded better in my head. <laughs> it's kind of embarrassing. I would say this about myself. <laughs> so we got to just move on from that. Uh, okay. That was... <sighs> the dessert, yum, 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 yum. Brendan. Thank you. Very good. Very good. Silly stuff. <laughs> uh, no emails for us this week. If anyone does have an email they want to send to us, got to recap at gmail.com is the address. Let us know how you feel about the dessert. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Let us know how you feel about uh, Avatar The Last Airbender in general. Any thoughts on season two? Any thoughts on, you know, pretty much anything you want? Send them gotarecap at gmail.com. We would love to read those on the show. Yes. At gotarecap on social media, you can reach out to us there as well. And head to Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Drop us a five-star review of the show We would love it if you would do that because it would be a cool thing to do. Yum, yum, yum. Yum, yum, yum. Uh, If you're listening to this on the day of release, Saturday, November 4th will be uh, the Extra Life Marathon. uh, Mm. 24-hour video game marathon, uh, raising donations for uh, Vermont Children's Hospital. Uh, That'll be from 9 a.m. Eastern time to 9 a.m. that Sunday over at twitch.tv slash bobthevirus. Nick and I will probably have something going on at some point during the day, I will be there all day. We raised a good amount of money last year. I don't remember the exact figure, but I think it was over $700. That's fucking Which super might. cool. Yeah, I'm very excited about it. So let's try to up that this year. Yeah, come <laughs> even if you don't, even if you don't donate, come come hang out. Come say Just hi. Just come hang out. 
tell your friends. We'll have a good time. It's for a good cause, and things are going to get probably a little bit silly. Yeah. That's just the way we do things. Twitch.tv slash Bob the Virus, that's correct? Correct. All right. We'll see you all there on that date. Uh, okay. Hey, Brendan. Uh, the uh, Order of the White Lotus. Hmm. Uh-huh. Yep. Some kind of secret society, huh? Something like that. Allegedly. You got to have uh, the the secret code to get in the door. Uh-huh. And uh, this whole thing that I'm going on right now is just a bit of code to get us the, to close the door on episode 31 so we can get to episode 32 next week. Uh-huh. And the eagle flies with the sun on its beak. Never stop touching the ocean lest you want to bask in the sun's rays. Yes. Thank you all so much for listening. <laughs> Goodbye. Bye. Bye.